Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Forging Life Podcast. I am the host, Trey Ryder, and the Forging Life Podcast is about hardships, parenting, entrepreneurship, and the struggles that we deal with every single day. We will have many interviews with special guests, and you can actually see some of these interviews on YouTube, and you can even join the discussion by heading over to Facebook and typing up Forging Life Podcast and join our page. You guys, thank you so much for coming in, and I hope you enjoy season number two of the Forging Life Podcast. All right, hello everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Forging Life Podcast. I am your host, Trey Ryder, and today I have another amazing guest. I say all my guests are amazing, but that's because I mean it. So, um, today I have a great friend, uh, on here with us. His name is Dan Desmond and we have been linked up, uh, through a lot of things. It's been well over a year and we first met, I think it was probably within KBB or some Tony Robbins challenge or personal development and personal growth. That's what it comes down to. And when you start really getting linked into personal development, you meet some of the most amazing people. And uh, to kind of introduce Dan, he is a, an expert uh, body practitioner, and I'm going to actually have him explain a little bit about that. And he's actually helped coach um, other, uh, I'm trying to think of the words here, the um, massage therapists. So uh, not just massage therapists, but some of his clients that have underlying uh, challenges in their life that they want to actually open up and expand and get through their life, he has dove into a lot of different things. And this isn't something new to Dan. He's actually been doing this since, I believe it was like age 18. And even though he looks like he might be like 19 now, um, he's definitely a lot older than that. So first and foremost, welcome, Dan. Thanks so much, Trey. That That was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, a couple of years older than 18, but not too many more. Um, <laughs> yeah, super appreciate that. Um, actually, what when I would first, um, Trey had sent me out some information about, about the podcast and was asking some, you know, pertinent questions about, you know, when did you start doing this X, Y, and Z? And as a body worker, as, so first and foremost, I've been a, a deep tissue massage therapist for, uh, this is my 20th year. So uh, I went to school literally started three days after 9-11 happened. So it was quite the impact, like imprint of a, a new position in my life. And I had just moved from New York. So you know, reeling back there. Um, so I, I had been um, in New York just for a, um, a, a summer, essentially. But I, I originally grew up in New York, moved forward into Arizona, went to college, actually, up in northern Arizona. Um, and at the time, when I said at 18, I started getting into a mentorship um, I was really deep into primitive living skills and um, Aboriginal skills and anything that would hone me more into how can I live simply and sustainably on the earth. Like I was lucky enough to, to grow up in a really affluent area in um, northern Westchester County in New York. Um, we moved from Long Island when I was 13. So I went from like blue collarville to like extreme white collar. And uh, it was a huge transition. And I I just remember thinking like, wow, I, I, I really, at age, I think it was 15, I was working at a grocery store 
and I was waiting for the bus. It was freezing cold outside in the wintertime, waiting for the bus like 10 miles away at my high school. And I thought, man, if, if I didn't know, if I didn't work at the supermarket, like I don't have any skills. Like, I don't know how to survive. Like by age 15, 16, most people around the world traditionally knew how to have a family. They knew how all the basic skills. And I felt like I knew nothing. And I just was, I remember seeing, a, um, it was like PB, uh, PBS or something. I had this special on people who lived the furthest away from anybody else in, in Alaska. And it was like 50 miles away was their nearest neighbor and they had to provide for everything that they had you know it was like usually a man a woman and maybe two or three kids and you know a sled team or something like that and I thought man I just really want to know how things work like how do I make fire with sticks and how do I make a shelter out of sticks or you know the ground or I, I just didn't know so I dove really deep into that um I read a book by this uh, man named Tom Brown Jr. who's a um uh, renowned tracker and survivalist uh, on the East Coast of the United States uh, was trained by an Apache man uh, who was an elder. And I, so I just, I kind of went into that track and that was the first real mentor that I had uh, at age 18, right, right, right. When I graduated high school, I went straight to his newly formed school. Um, so it's kind of a divergence from all the body work and all everything else, but, and how I ended up in Tucson. Um, but that actually kind of plays into it. Uh, we'll see how much time we have. <laughs> I'll be honest with you, Dan. There's so much that I truly want to talk to you about. And we may not be able to cram everything in one episode. Maybe we'd be able to have you back as well. Because there's so much that, honestly, like, it really intrigues me. Um, just all the different information that you provide, that you have, the places you've been, uh, the energy work, the body work, the spiritual work. and uh, first, I want to give a shout out to those that are hanging out with us on Facebook. Thank you. Um, it was great to, to actually see you again, uh, Sariza. She's hanging out from the Philippines. I think it's the morning oh. there. So good morning to you. We have wow. Diane. She's an amazing person. Uh, also, she's an energy healer, uh, works a lot, uh, spiritual medium, and uh, great people. We've had uh, her blessing on uh, many of our monthly podcast wrap wrap up episodes and i still got to get her actually on my podcast so diane if you're seeing this if you're still with us let me know give me some hearts some love and uh let me know if that's uh something that you want to do because she has a podcast of her own too and honestly dan i think you'd be a great fit along with her if she is uh definitely still doing that stuff so getting back to you uh dan I had an individual, I think you know her, um, Abby Dishi. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I had her on the podcast a while ago, and she talks very highly of you. And I had her on the podcast, and she actually, by her being with us, we ended up uh, ranking, I think it was like top 10 in Israel uh, in podcasts. Wow. because she was out there sharing it and stuff like that so it was really awesome that she was just out there doing that and bringing um some eyes and ears to the podcast so um but that being said okay so she said uh she is still here um super excited well okay so that was from diane and abby she she talks about your energy and my energy is much alike, right? She was like, you guys are just some amazing 
you know, dads out there just doing your thing. And I couldn't agree with her more. So for those that don't know Dan and me sitting here talking right now, Dan is a, a father of two. And he's recently in, uh, engaged, so I'm looking forward to hear a little bit more about what's going on. And uh, But the thing is, like, it's no small task being a single parent. I'm not just talking about being a father. Like, I look at my wife, and I, I could almost make, like, think that she is a single parent with how much other stuff that I do at times. And I have to really key in on that type of stuff to make sure that I'm giving her what she also needs. So what are some of your struggles as, you know, kind of being a, at the time, a single father, you know, bringing somebody into your life, into your kid's life. Uh, would you mind explaining a little bit about that as a, a father before we get into some of the, the bigger stuff? I'm just curious. Definitely. Definitely. That's such a cornerstone of what, what is really important to me, a lot of the people who I um, serve, whether they're bodywork clients, I'm actually in my bodywork studio right now, um, are parents themselves, the vast majority of them. Um, and also through the years, I've been able to actually help um, women through literally pregnancies at pre prenatal all the way to afterwards, which is not my specialty, but it's like they just come to me anyway because we've got a good rapport and I've been working on them for years. But um, yeah, you know, like most. I would say most um, people and most men for sure, by the time you realize you're gonna become a dad, it's like like the deer in the headlights thing for at least it was for me. It wasn't like I was planning on it, wasn't to have like a big wedding, I'm gonna have all these plans. It was for me, my daughter actually just turned 10 um, and she lives in North Carolina. Um, so, um, but she was born here in Tucson, Arizona. And um, it was one of those things where, you know, I had been in a number of, you know, pretty long relationships, but never knew if I was going to be a dad. Um, I was kind of okay with not being a dad. I wanted to be a dad, but I needed to write, you know, find the, what I thought was the right fit and the right relationship. Um, you know, fast forward some time, I, I meet this, uh, this woman who at the time I was like, yeah, totally fell in love with and um, who was going to be the, you know, the mother of my, of my, of my daughter. And, um, things move fast and she was pregnant and boom, like here goes the story of like so many men. And um, I had been doing body work for about 10 years and I got into massage therapy as, you know, as a like mm, kind of a, 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 a kind of like a, a jam into a door, like opening up a light into health and wellness. I was, I had done like work with troubled teens. I worked with a lot of like food related things. I really didn't, I was in my twenties, just trying on so many outfits, just trying on different hats. Like, what do I do? How to, I'm just trying to get to know myself and what are my skill sets and what am I good at? And, um, I had dated massage therapists since the time I was 18 years old. Um, and I didn't, you know, I just figured all women were massage therapists, <laughs> but they weren't. Um, but I was just in that select group. I was really into holistic health and wellness. My hair was, down further than my fiance's is now, you know, it's like really long hair. And so it was very earthy at the time. And, um, and so I was learning, you know, from them, like how to actually do body work. And then I work on their shoulders and, you know, I just was in that field. Um, so, you know, years later, when I moved down to Tucson from up in uh, Prescott, Arizona, is uh, Northern Arizona, small town where I went to college. Um, 
at the time I was, there was one of the best massage schools in the, in the country in Tucson at the time. And I kind of dabbled, I did like a basic interview. And then I thought, you know, I'm just, I want to get out of here. I wasn't really happy with living in Tucson. I had a breakup with a girlfriend and I just figured, you know, I was 26 or something like that. I moved back to New York and I uh, started looking for other options. Like I wasn't quite sure what to do. And then um, I was back there for a while. I worked with some troubled teens in Pennsylvania, actually, um, for about six weeks doing trail maintenance. And it was a lot of fun. And then I just was being drawn back to Arizona. Um, which is so interesting because three months prior, I hated living here. <laughs> and then I had this draw to come back and actually I just needed to get away for a while. You know, it's kind of like vacation just gives you that perspective. I needed to get away. I got rid of all my stuff. I drove my truck out by myself and just landed. And so um, I realized soon thereafter, I wanted to go back. I wanted to start um, doing something that was going to move me forward into holistic health and wellness. I kind of a uh, nutrition nerd. I was like really, really into health and wellness. I'm feeling good. And I just crunched numbers on riboflavin and thiamine and just, I didn't even know what they were, but I, I just, I was like intrigued by it and cleansing and uh, spiritual cleansing, all that stuff I was just deep into it. So uh, putting my actual investing into bodywork school was the first like real concrete, like, oh, I can actually maybe do this as a career or at least for a while until I figure out what I'm doing. Um, and like I said before, I started massage school and everything just kind of like zoom, just fell in line. Everything was easy, a place to live, my car, you know, friends, everything just, it was like, I was just in the flow. Um, and I started massage school and then three days later, 9-11 happened. And it was like, I was drawn back to New York, but I realized, wow, I just actually left there. And, you know, I know a lot of people from there. Um, but I just realized like, this is a new time and I need to actually step deeper into not only my own healing, but to help heal other people. Um, so that really started my journey in body work. Um, but I'm tying this into being with my daughter's mom 10 years later. Um, so I was doing body work for kind of myself. I was, I was really into outdoor survival stuff. I was doing a lot of backpacking. It was a single guy just doing my thing. And so I'd work for six weeks and go in the, you know, go backpack for a week and work for six weeks and go fly somewhere else and see friends or whatever. Um, and um, fast forward those 10 years, I've had, you know, had a couple of different relationships and then I met her and I was going to be a dad. And it was like, I know how to work. I know how to make enough money for myself. I have no idea how to be a dad. I have no idea how to provide enough money for a family. I definitely don't know how to do that on a body worker's kind of income, I thought. Um, and, I, and I just didn't. So that started me like now where I am as coaching other body workers, getting to a much higher space as a successful massage therapist, um, being able to be a dad of two, um, two kids from two different moms, I co-parent both. Um, and so I'm doing the best with both of those situations and also building my business at the same time. And, you know, having my fiance as well, she is co-parent with my son as well. So, um, so, but there was that, that deciding moment, like, wow, I really need to put the pedal to the metal and do what I do better than I've ever done before. Um, I remember living alone, um, in in a guest house and i was i was listening to a lot of tony robbins at the time and there was one of his exercises was um 
put up a goal into a room that you're going to see all the time. So I went into my bathroom because I knew I was going to brush my teeth and just be in there every single day. And I, and I took a $5 bill and I wrote four zeros next to the five and for $50,000. And to, at the time that $5 bill, like wasting the $5 bill was like a kind of a major deal. Um, I didn't want to use that $5 bill, but I did. I put up those four, you know, zeros and I put it up on my mirror and I used to see every single morning, you know, $50,000. And that was like double than what I'd ever made before. Um, and, you know, it was just in my psyche and I go for walks and I do my thing about this meditation, but I really didn't have a real need. I was living on my own. I was a single guy. I didn't have that deep need. And it wasn't until it was like months after finding out I was going to be a dad that it like popped into my mind. And I realized I went from making like about $25,000, $30,000 within a year to making about 60. And it was at the time, it was just like, I had this deep need. I need to take care of somebody else. And it was like the real defining moment of kind of like my playtime as a 20 something year old is now over. And, um, and I actually, I wasn't even 20 something. I was 36 at the time. So, but it was like this dent and imprint, like this is your time to really focus on a new level of not only like impact and how I can help other people as my clients, but also how do I, how do I make like a profitable, how do I have a profitable business? Uh, and I wasn't even thinking sustainably at the time. I just need to make money. So I started doing more of what I knew how to do, but and I just became like laser focused. Like this is for my family. And so it became more of not just myself, but now it's, it's, you know, my to be daughter, it's her mom. And then also I was, I was co-raising um, um, my daughter's brother, who's now 18. You know, there's a lot that I want to unpack here. And one of it's going to be about that, uh, that $5 bill. But I want to read off some of these comments here. So for those that are sitting here, you're kind of watching both. Uh, Dan, if you see me looking down, it's because I'm yeah. looking at the computer, reading comments, trying to make sure I'm interacting. And uh, so we have, uh, uh, let me see, we had uh, Nancy that jumped on. I don't know if she's still here or not, but thank you for jumping on and uh, let Grace us with your presence. She's also a, a spiritual medium, um, a lot of spiritual work. Um, so I love having her within uh, the Forging Life Intention Center's membership group as well as the Intention Center's Facebook group, uh, even here on the podcast. Uh, Frank, uh, I know about that. Sariza, nice to hear that. Super excited. Thank you, Sir Trey. And Frank delivered three of his babies on his own. What an awesome experience. Wow. And it, that is, a, that's a crazy experience. So thank you guys for interacting, hanging out with us on Facebook today. And uh, if you don't know, I, we have uh, Dan Desmond here, a great friend of mine, uh, a spiritual and body worker. He's a great expert and a, a coach as well. So uh, getting into, because there's several actually questions I want to ask. I, I talked about the $5 bill and I'm going to get back to that in a second, because you also talked about moving to Arizona, which I have a question around Arizona. But before we get to Arizona, I want to take us back to New York. So... <laughs> <laughs> you said you, you, you just moved over to Arizona and 9-11 had happened. Yeah. What was your thought process? What were you going to go do if you would have went back to New York? Because you said you kind of had a draw, but you, you 
refocus yeah. said no i need to be here yeah um yeah, my first impulse was just to go back and help in any way I knew how to. I mean, I just, people were looking for, you know, they just needed bodies. They needed people to help pull people out. They needed people, they just needed people. Um, and it was, it does that natural impulse. Like I literally just was living there. I grew up there and I just wanted to go back and be part of something. I didn't even know what. Um, and I sat with it and just let the emotions like roll through. And as all of us went through that time period, if you're, you know, older than 20 years old now, you were, you were there and you were feeling into it. And I realized I just kind of sat with it for a good solid day, two days. Um, they actually, you know, took a day off, like at least a day or two off of massage school and just let people be with how it was like one of the biggest disruptors of our country. And, um, and I let it percolate and I realized, you know, like there's people, they were taking care of things. I just like, the inner trust, like New Yorkers can take care of things first and foremost, like, and there's the military, there's like every, all the, you know, first responders, they, they've got it. Um, and I realized, you know, I'm really here for something more on a um, body work and also spiritual healing field. So those are the people who are going to do a lot of like the movement and kind of grunt work and things that are like going to really make a big difference in the, in the like in the material world, but I really wanted, I just wanted to learn how to be a better space holder. And if someone had, you know, things that they were moving through themselves physically and or uh, emotionally, I wanted to be able to do that better because I've just been drawn to that my whole adult life. So um, I, so I decided to stay and it was like, okay, I'm claiming this. I'm going to be a body worker. I'm going to be a healer. I don't know what that looks like, but I, I know I'm drawn into it and I had the space to do it. Okay. So that is honestly, that's, what's made you, you right. Being there, the growing the way that you have, I remember watching your studio, your massage, uh, your business, the building that you have now being built. I sat there and I, I watched and saw the updates as everything was kind of unfolding. And it was just great to see. And that being said, Arizona has a lot of energetic things that go on there, right? Yeah. Um, it's been said that there's definitely some amazing portals. Do you, is that something, am I speaking the right language to you in regards to, so have you ever experienced those? Have you gone to those um, or do you just know about those? And if you yeah. can explain maybe what that is then, it, yeah. just in case people are like, what the heck is he talking about a portal? <laughs> Well, yeah, there's, well, it's actually kind of interesting because I'm looking behind me because there's this um, painting. Um, so I want to tell you a little bit about it for a moment. There's, um, my fiance and I went not too, too long ago. We were up in uh, Northern Arizona by the Sedona kind of area. And we went to the smaller town called Jerome, which is a old, old mining town on the side of a hill. And there's, it's, it's an artistic community at this point. Um, and so there was this gallery that we just, randomly walked into because the other one that she wanted to go into was closed we went in and we were poking around it was beautiful and everything and and then i came in and i'm going to stand in front of this here i'm going to move the camera um i came in and i saw this painting and i don't know how much you can see but it's essentially a tree um and there's two figures two two men um and in this area it's very what i would call like very um staccato or um, rigid and linear. 
and uh, the mountains are very um, intense and you know jagged. And it, on this side, it's it's very like fluid. Um, the man himself just just kind of looks like an energetic field, and the tree is more fluid. And and then there's a man in the middle. And and I found out that the actual man who painted this was a Navajo man, but he actually spent a lot of time in Japan. And so there's some Japanese writing in the middle. And I've always had a, um, just a natural draw to Native Americans, especially Southwestern peoples uh, and their spiritual, their spirituality. Um, and that's really what got me into outdoor survival and primitive learning skills. Um, I just wanted to feel that essence really of the mother, the connection between the earth and the sky, the mother, father. And in Japan, I love the architecture just shows that in such a beautiful, incredible way and their old culture and their respect for each other. And there's, I was like, wow, this is the living culture and it still carries on. And yet it's, then they have the biggest city in the world in Tokyo. It's like, it's such a strange dichotomy. And, and I've always felt that like natural draw towards spirituality and the land. And yet at the same time, also being from also one of the biggest cities in the world in New York. So I've always had this like connection. When I saw the painting, it's the most expensive painting I've ever bought. <laughs> but I just knew I wanted to get it. My fiance said, you know what? You bust your butt and you're making really good money. Just buy it. And then I found out that the man had passed away. So it's an original. He can't make any more. And um, so when you said that, there was like this portal of energy that when I walked in there, saw it, I was like, oh, this is just this inner alignment. So when I'm working, sometimes I just kind of gaze into it and it helps me remind like there's this lucid world and then there's the tangible physical world. And to me, like I'm really that conduit of the in-between space. I get to help people in their physical body, but also be present to their emotional, spiritual essence as well. Um, and so back on the ground, yes, um, I'm actually very familiar with portals and that whole energy field. I'm really drawn into spending time in those places and where we're, uh, my fiance and I are getting um, married in a year in October, not this October, but uh, is in one of those in the sacred area called the Chiricahua Mountains in Southeast Arizona. And it's just this like, you can't help but just feel aligned with everything in the universe is stunning. Wow, that's going to be so amazing that you actually get to go and have your marriage, you know, just really bringing two lives into one at that sacred area. And it, the reason why I was talking about the portals as well, and I, I see some uh, other comments, we have uh, Michelle that jumped on with us and was talking about her aunt experienced portals and I think it was Sedona. And uh, Nancy, holding space is not as easy as it sounds. Going to New York on that day was one of the deepest ways for our soul to understand that concept. So, um, but going back to the whole portal aspect and from the different researches that I've done and uh, just kind of generalized knowledge on this stuff, it, it's just really amazing. And nobody would really pick up on this unless you're kind of aware to it. And like, you have to be introduced into it. So maybe this is the first time that somebody, a listener is actually hearing something about portals. But what really intrigued me about it is the fact that churches, there's a lot of churches and the podiums themselves are placed specifically 
because of portals. So um, that really just blew my mind that, you know, it, it goes around like these places are picked for a reason. So um, thank you so much for sharing that. I hopefully uh, be able to see some, uh, some of this growing that you do with your fiance going up towards that wedding and that very uh, sacred day for you guys. So that brings us into that $5 bill. So unless uh, anybody has questions, I'm trying to kind of hang out and see I see Frank. Uh, I grew up that way. I practiced the Lakota way for 30 years. The Lakota words for mother is mother earth is um, hopefully I'm saying this right. Um, Frank, but maybe you can answer this for me. Unkai Maka. So hopefully I said that right. So anyways, let's get back to that $5 bill that you turned into a $50,000 bill. Um, and I, I want to get back to that because it, for two things, and I'll say this, this is, uh, you know, obviously the Forge and Life podcast. We talk about goal setting and which now we have the goal setting um, masterclass, which is going live. The website, if you guys want to check it out, um, you guys can actually go into this five-part series that I recorded. It, it go to www.forginglife.org forward slash goal setting. And there you can check out the, the quick blurb. If you want to jump into it yourself, we are now taking enrollments into that. It's a, a quick uh, but very fluid course for people to truly have a goal-setting course. And I say this because only approximately 3% of the United States actually go out and set their goals. But yet, 94% of millionaires set goals. And it's a big disconnect as to why you're stuck and why they're successful. You've got to have some type of focus, that, that end state, that vision that we're getting ready to talk about in that $50,000 bill. So you guys, if you want to check that out, it is um, open for you. Nancy, I think you already have access to it. If not, please let me know. And uh, part of the reason for the portals as well is because next week inside my membership group, we're actually talking spiritual and we're going to be talking about karma. So um, a lot of this is kind of coinciding with Great. everything that is going on. Um, so let's get into that $50 bill or uh, not 50, but that $50,000 bill. Well, um, I remember at the time, I thought it was silly, honestly. And, um, you know, but at the same time, I really respected Tony Robbins. I had never met him. I had never gone to any of his events, um, but I knew his work. I actually, actually, here we are. My friend, who was a DJ, um, sold me an old iPod, this iPod. <laughs> and I think it has 80 gigs on the back. And it's got a ton of Tony Robbins in here. And I still use this uh, in my, like, literally, like, at least twice a week. Um, not to listen to Tony Robbins, but for, for music for my bodywork sessions. But um, so I was listening to a lot of Tony Robbins. And I was doing some of his exercises. And if I didn't have any traction with it, I probably would have never done it. But I remember him saying, you know, even if you feel silly, even if you feel fake, like, go outside and like, you know, do your jumping up thing and like, stay your goals, like say what you're going to do is say how you're going to feel. And I might've felt kind of like, 
eh, whatever, like I'm not really energetic and, but I'm gonna like fake it till you make it kind of thing. But I started to feel different. And I was like, am I going crazy or what's happening here? But I feel more vibrant. I feel more energetic. I feel more confident. And I remember confidence was as a kid, like I was not um, a very confident child. I was, I didn't have a lot of like um, in psychology, it's like um, uh, not positive attachment, but um, connected attachment with the parents. Like it was a uh, full attachment. I'm forgetting the word. Actually, my fiance is in a um, master. Uh, master's program right now for somatic counseling so she's done a lot of that so it reminds me but do you know that word trey no the only thing i'm thinking of is umbilical cord you just <laughs> got to cut the umbilical cord. <laughs> <laughs> so there's you know it's like how bonded essentially you are you are with your parents and how connected you feel and so um you know i didn't have a lot of a lot of that proper attachment with my my dad was working all the time like most of our dads were um and he didn't have a lot of that like emotional capacity it just wasn't didn't come with that generation didn't come with his from his parents and then my mom um she was you know stay-at-home mom but she same kind of thing so it's like go to school do your thing and i got enough but um i always felt that like desire to be more connected to the essence of the mother. And that's why I really, why I got, I got into like outdoor survival skills and spending more time in nature. So I kind of got that fill on that. Um, kind of going back to the Tony Robbins things with the $50,000 bill, I, well, yeah, I wanted to feel more confident. And so I was doing these exercises and remember thinking, you know what, like Tony Robbins went from, I remember hearing his story about giving his last like $16 away to some kid and having $0 because he felt drawn to do it. And he was just starting his coaching thing when he was like, before coaching was really a thing. He was 18, 19, he was brand new. He didn't know anything. He didn't know anybody. And I was like, if this guy can do it. And now he's got 50 or 60 companies and he's worth half a billion dollars. And he's just such an amazing, shining human being. And has changed so, you know, millions of people's lives. If this guy could do it, and granted he's like 6,000 feet tall, but like, I feel like I, at least I have a chance. So that's when I got the scribbling the four zeros on the $5 bill. And I figured, you know, as silly as it is, I did some of the other exercises. I feel really good. I'm going to do it. And, um, and I remember it was like, now it seems like, oh, it's just a $5 bill. But I think it's super important to always remember where you start from. Like at that time, this is maybe 15 years ago. Like I wasn't making that much money. I wasn't that confident. I was kind of starting out in that way. I still had a lot of experience as a you know, 27, 28 year old already, but um, you know, 20 years later as a 47 year old man, like there's, there's, there's a gap. So I think it's super important to remember your starting places, like where you, how you felt and the place that you were in and that, you know, that guest house that was kind of smelly and small and you know, like it's what I could afford, but um, I, I did the best with what I had at the time. And if I didn't, I wouldn't be where I am now. Absolutely. And one of the things when you, you first mentioned the $5 bill and actually creating zeros next to it, one of the thought processes I had was Jim Carrey actually did something very similar to what you had done. And for those that don't know what I'm speaking about, if you're hanging out on 
uh, Facebook or listening on the podcast when this goes live is Jim Carrey before he was a very well-known actor before Dumb and Dumber. Uh, you know, he was doing the In Living Color and stuff like that, but wasn't necessarily successful yet. He didn't have all the money in the world. And he wrote on this check. I think it was, uh, I can't remember how much it was at the time. I think uh, it was a million dollars. That's why I wanted to say. Um, and he put on there for acting services. And he never had that much money in his life or for even just one movie or for one type of acting thing. And come to find out, I think it was Dumb and Dumber, but they ended up paying him exactly what he had put down on that check. And, And that's all about manifesting. That's about creating your life, not sitting there reacting to life you know, it, it, you have life happening for you, not because, it, do I have that backwards now? I'm thinking about it. Life happens to you, not because, of you. okay, I can't think now. Um, you know, I've been working way too long. Um, but regardless, it's the fact that we have, we make life what we want it to be. So um, let me jump back away from me. Uh, we got Frank, oh, Nancy. She chimed in. It was five million dollars. Oh wow! So I did. I thought that one million was a little low. Yeah, um, yeah. I, and, I knew it was a million plus. It was definitely in the millions. Yeah, it, it definitely was. But th- the thing is, he made it happen. He yeah. got out there, and it wasn't just putting some thought process out into the world. It was also following it with actions. Right. Same with you. It's about seeing that every day, and what are you fighting for? Right. right. So. Um, that being said, there was a, one other thing that I wanted to jump into, and then we're going to actually jump into what you're doing. Um, but first, this is my quick plug for anybody. This is something completely free. And I put it out there to the Forging Life Intention Setters group. And anybody that's listening to this, um, starting uh, on Labor Day, which I know the podcast is going to come out on Tuesday after Labor Day. But anytime you can jump over to this Facebook group and we're going to have an actual live free challenge going on. You don't have to sign up with us. Just jump over there and say that you're in. And what this is, is it's about creating a morning routine that empowers you for the rest of your day. And I got this from one of our guests, Glenn Lundy, who was on our show. And uh, he's the author of uh, the, I think it was the morning five, uh, something like that. But Um, I read the book. It was a great book. And it talks about five steps. So uh, if you're interested in this, I'm not going to take up time from the podcast. If you're interested, jump, go onto Facebook, type in Forging Life Intention Setters and join the group. There you'll find the information. Just let us know. So um, jumping into what you're currently doing now. How did it, I know you talked about the starting out the massage therapist and really the the thought process I guess is they don't necessarily make a bunch of money right right um, yeah most body workers like myself including uh, included you know starting out 20 something years ago you want to make a difference for people like these are people who are usually drawn towards any form of healing arts. Uh, holistic practitioners, massage therapists, body workers. 
they're they're helpers, like they're givers, they're like natural givers. And without psychoanalyzing all of the natural givers, um, people just are. Um, but what often doesn't happen is like the giving, the giving, the giving. And then most people can only do that so long. And when you're most, a lot of body workers start out in their twenties, it's kind of like, okay, looking for a new kind of career, something I could help people with. And so you give, you give, you give. And in your twenties, you know, we're just buoyant. We have so much energy and charisma and we've got, we just have all these hormones natural, like running through us and, you know, just go, 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 you know, two hours a night sleep, no big deal, whatever. Well, it doesn't last forever. <laughs> and we have to learn how to replenish ourselves. And so what I, you know, when I came into that space of realizing I'm gonna be a dad, I just went for it more and more and more. And I was 37. So I was already, you know, I had energy. I've always been very energetic, but I was just grinding hard, grind, 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 grind. And you hear this in the entrepreneurial world all the time. You hear it in, you know, it's just in like, the dude kind of coachville too. There's like this whole like bro culture, like go grind and it's, and I get it and I honor it because I, I'm very much like that. Like, I don't know if it's the New Yorker in me or what, I'm just, I like, I, I do work. I love what I do as well. And I also know where that, that tipping, you know, can happen. And um, uh, so I, you know, I hit the road running really, really hard in body work. It, like 10 years in to, you know, as I'm becoming a dad and I made, you know, that $60,000 then the next year was like 65 and then 70. And it was like, okay, I'm able to like do this and I can provide for and my, my daughters, um, you know, growing up and I'm like needing resources and yet I'm just feeling depleted. Like I'm not, I don't have these healthy habits stacked yet. I don't have go to, you know, I was still staying up until one o'clock in the morning and waking up at six, like, you know, I just wasn't, I didn't give myself time to stretch and to do the things that I was telling my clients to do. And this is such a deeply rooted issue in, in that giver mentality that I've seen so many people like super talented, not only just body workers, but nurses and skilled practitioners and people who are like there to really make a difference burn out so hardcore. Um, and I, like I said, I hit that road running really hard and kind of went that way for like about six years. Um, my son was born, he was, and then uh, my relationship with, with his mom was tumultuous. Um, and I just got to a place where everything was falling apart. Uh, my health was falling apart. I was falling asleep while doing like some of my emails at night. I, I'd get home, drive home and just like fall asleep in the car. And it was like, oh, I just took a, you know, two hour nap. That's not that healthy. <laughs> and I was, I was eating well and I was exercising all this stuff, but I just, it just, I didn't know how to piece it all together. And I felt like there just wasn't enough time in the day. And, and if I'm gonna be able to make money, I just need to grind. That's all I knew how to do. Um, so um, I kind of want to fast forward to when my son's um, mom and I split, he was about a year and a half old. Um, and I just took time off. Like I still went to work and everything, but I was, I was that single dad, we were co-parenting still, but you know, I would have my son with myself. And then at the times that I wasn't with me, I was working. Um, but I just was like, you know what? I, I need a new start. I'm clearly not doing something right here. And I just, I was in zero relationship. I just wanted to be in like real connection relationship with myself. And um, I needed to find that like inner happiness and real passion, desire. Like what's the next level? What's the next step? And I just remember just asking, like, I don't have a specific faith, 
Um, but I definitely have a, a connection to divinity and to something beyond myself. Um, and I just asked, like, I need some help. I need some guidance. Like, what do I do? Um, and I remember that being a very humbling experience and also very uh, uplifting. And I felt very, very, very light. And I remember just hearing, just, just follow, you know, follow your passion and it will come into fruition, but you really have to honor yourself. And, uh, and that's when I realized like I, my focus is to be a really good dad and to also be a healing arts practitioner. But if I, if I'm not healthy myself, it's all just going to fall apart. And cause it had fallen apart a couple of times already. Um, and that, that was like, that was only five years ago. Um, and since then there's been a tremendous amount of growth and, you know, I've gotten to a place where as in terms of uh, a body worker, um, I've gotten to that like glass ceiling of, you know, time for money kind of thing. Like I charge the highest I could possibly charge in Tucson that I'm aware of. Um, I make six figures now. Um, I love what I do. I work as much. I don't work more than what I used to. Um, and I'm able to balance being a dad. I um, really love being a dad. I'm good at being co-parent with both my kids. Um, I've got a great, amazing relationship. And it wouldn't have happened if I just didn't stop and ask for that guidance um, and really listen, like consistently listen. And it's still a huge journey, but I realized most, as I started looking into this, most body workers just, they, they get to that place, they burn out and then they look for other career. They look for something else. They, they look for supplemental income. And I realized I, what I'm really here for, besides doing the body work, is really helping other healing arts practitioners like step up to really embrace their next level of um, not only just opportunity, but what they need, what, what they want, what their vision is, what they want to give to the world. And to know that they could do that really, really sustainably, long-term and profitably. And because um, I don't work any harder. If anything, I just work way more smart now. I work way smarter. Um, and I don't feel burnt out. I've got a lot of things in my life that are put together um, purposely, extremely purposely, because I want to be able to not only be a body worker for another 20 years, but also really help other people achieve that place and higher than where I am way quicker than in 20 years or 17 or whatever it took me to get to that place. I, I feel like if you're an ambitious uh, healing arts practitioner, you can be really profitable and live a super sustainable life while being a parent, while having, you know, maybe a couple businesses. And it's just really putting together a couple of like what I call habit stacking, like just taking your day. And like what Trey was saying, like really focus in that, like I have a morning routine every single morning. And it was something I just, I didn't, I just, I didn't realize how important it was. And now it's not even a thought. It's just like, of course, of course I do this. And I've got an evening routine. Like that's another thing that kind of sandwiches it together. Um, and is it perfect? Like, no, but it's, it's consistent. And the consistency in, you know, focusing on your goals and, and being really aligned with your vision and feeling called to do it because it's not just about me anymore. Like I've gotten to that place. I've, I, you know, make a hundred, this year should be about $110,000. And I don't say that to be like, look at all the money I'm making. Like I'm actually super proud because I didn't even think it was possible. Like at all. I, 
I never heard of anybody making six figures as a massage therapist, like year after year without killing themselves and working for four different people. And like what we've done is super efficient and super sustainable. And it actually feels, I wouldn't say easy, but there's a lot more ease in it. And so I know if I can do it, like the guy from Long Island, like this punk kid, like who's just interested in, you know, spending time outside in nature, like once I got okay with, and, and seeing that money was just, you know, is it's just a um, representation or symbol of energy, how much energy you're able and willing to move through your, not only your body, but your energy field. Like I like, I love funneling more money through my business so that I can actually do other things for other people. Like I normally would have filled this spot because I was like, oh, I need to make more money and fill this spot and work on somebody else. And yet I was like, you know, I really want to hang out with Trey and see what <laughs> happens. <laughs> you know, and there's several different things that you talked about. One is the morning routine as well as the evening routine. And in regards to body work um, or body practitioners, you can find that many people will burn out is what you were basically talking about. You're constantly sitting there grinding away, trying to make, make the money. You're filling your calendar up and you're still like stuck at a certain level. Totally. And there's always a different level. You have to be, your mind has to be open to the awareness that there's a possibility and then there's a way. It's about figuring out that way and you're starting... I shouldn't say you're starting, you figured that out uh, to get you to where you are today and helping other people do that, not just as body practitioners, but other individuals that have businesses to be able to help streamline it, um, as well as the big health uh, factor. I know we didn't talk about that a lot um, in this episode because there was a lot, so much I really truly wanted to talk to you about um, just on the health side because. Honestly, guys, if you're still listening to this, I know several of you are sitting here commenting on Facebook as well, uh, talking about that's why coaches need coaches. And uh, it's so true. Uh, and it comes down to we're only aware of the things that we see through the lens of our eyes from our beliefs and our values. When you have somebody on the outside that can open it up without those lenses that's where it becomes freaking the, the impossible becomes possible. Yeah. Right. So, and that's what you're, you're doing every day and you're helping other people do that. So thank you first and foremost, Dan, for doing that. Um, one of the things that I kept, like I was stalling out before we started talking about this, because one of the things that's important to me that I pick up with you and it's the amount of energy that you bring every time you go live, every time you're on video or just talking in general. And I, I pick up on this and hopefully you guys that have been hanging out with us so far, um, hopefully you're picking this up too. But maybe now you're going to become more aware of what I'm speaking about. I'm ready. <laughs> and that is actually number one, Dan's breathing, Right. It is very unique. It's not unique. It's the way that you should be breathing. But oftentimes, nobody knows that. And Dan has trained himself, so to speak, to do it properly. Can you talk? Like I said, I want to hit on a few of these health things. Um, 
what do you know about the the breathing? Just something short, maybe you can share with yeah. us and why you do what you do, because I catch it and it makes me, it reminds me, okay, I need to breathe properly just by hearing you doing it. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. And, and um, yeah, well, like I said before, I got really deep into outdoor survival skills and, you know, and I, started realizing, you know, you can learn about building shelter and having clothing and food and water and all that. And it's super, super important. Yet, you know, you can go days or weeks without food and, you know, days, it, depending on the situation, without water. But we can only go a few minutes without breathing. And uh, all spiritual traditions all um, have some form of breath work um, for a reason. There's so much energy and power in our breath. Um, and when we're able to channel it through ourselves consistently, it's incredible. Like all the yoga practices have different breath work. I, I do a, a breathing technique um, named the, the Wim Hof method. So there's a man named Wim Hof who's got like 27 world records. They're all about like cold exposure and holding your breath and doing all these crazy things. Um, but it's all based on his breath. Wim Hof, that's not the guy for Knight Rider, right? No, no, no. <laughs> I'm just joking, guys. I know it's not. <laughs> not Hasselhoff, but <laughs> zoom, zoom. Yeah. Um, so Wim Hof, he's, he's kind of a, he's a character and a half, but he really devised and figured out how to do this breathing technique um, to make it super simple. And he's got a, like a free app, but you can just look him up on YouTube and get really deep into the Wim Hof stuff. But essentially what he teaches is how to do um, he does these um, modules where you do like three rounds, essentially, of like 30 in-breaths and 30 out-breaths. So I'll just do an example, like three. I'll do, I'm not going to do a full round because it's 30 breaths, but I'll just do three. So you're, you're starting out, and usually what I do is I'm actually in my office right now. In the morning, I typically, when the weather's really hot or buggy, I sit in this chair. If not, I do it outside. <clears throat> and I sit there or lay down. That's a great way to just relax your body. And you'll breathe more into your, obviously your lungs is where we breathe, but really focusing and intending to breathe into our belly. So what I do is, and I fill the lungs and then I breathe out. So if you want to try this, I'm not going to get lightheaded or anything. You're just breathing in and breathing out. One more time, breathing in. And breathing out. So that's just three. And usually just three breaths can help you go from beta brain, which is like a really fast moving part to alpha brain, which is a lot more open. Um, and actually the name of my coaching is alpha heart um, coaching for a reason. So it's connecting the alpha brain to your heart and then like how to actually live in the world from that space. And so you can, you know, when you're doing just three breaths and you can do that anytime, it's free, it's amazing. You can be laying down, you can be standing, you can just be talking and stopping and breathing. Just a way to get embodied and present. And so when you do 30 of those three times in a row and then you stop and you hold your breath and that's just a mile marker of how much, um, you can track how much CO2 you can you know, bring into your body and all this stuff. But the whole idea is to be more present and also like to build your immune system, to give yourself energy, vitality. And so that, that's something I've been doing 
Wim Hof method for just a few years, but I've been doing some form of breath work for 25 plus years. It's just been a super important part of my life. And I know in every single peak, you know, um, peak performance of, of some form of athleticism, they all talk about the breath. Like when you're running, you have to really track your breath. When you're doing triathlons or cycling, it's the breath, the breath, the breath, wrestling, all that stuff is breath. I've, I've heard from a lot of veterans actually, like when they're in the field, like you, know, you have to be really present to your breath, being really present to yourself. And um, absolutely. So, yeah, and, and so it centers me, it energizes me and and, um, and I feel ready for the day. So one of the first things I do in the morning is just, I do like a series of 10 in-breaths, out-breaths, in-breaths, out-breaths. And I just move my body a little bit. And that, that's like part of my morning routine. And that's just so important. It's something you can do for free. Nobody can stop you from doing it. It's, it's great. <laughs> you know, one of the things that, uh, okay, let me speak into uh, all these different things I have going on here. Let me clarify, uh, just in, for myself, not for anybody else, everybody else like what? He doesn't have anything. Um, so number one is you invested your, basically into your personal development pretty recently, right? Uh, maybe it was masterminds or something of that nature. Is that basically what I was getting at? Um, and I say this because the second portion of my thought process is we have an upcoming mastermind that we're going to be doing. We're going to be kicking off 2022 with, and this is to really hone in for people on the, the very first quarter of the year. So if you're a business person, uh, a parent that is looking to expand in career uh, as a relationship, uh, spiritually health and fitness, um, it all kind of combines into the six pillars that we often talk about here in forging life. And one of them, like, it's not just about me speaking. It's about bringing people in. And I don't want you to say yes or no now, but maybe this will be a cliffhanger for people later on. But I could definitely see you coming in to maybe speak or even be a part of the mastermind group in regards to the health and fitness aspect. Because I, I personally, like... I truly endorse you as a, a person, what you do, because there's so much that um, anybody can learn. And that's part of the mastermind is one, getting that awareness and two, expanding and how can we grow from it? So um, I'm opening that inv invite to you. We'll talk more offline sure. about that whole aspect. But uh, thank you first and foremost. And, and we talked about this breathing aspect that Dan walked us through. And the one key thing is, even though I'm sitting here watching it, some people may not be hearing it. So when you're breathing in, it's through your nose and then yeah. out through your mouth. So th those are the key things to help help you regulate. Uh, same thing when we were running in the military, it, helping to regulate our body um, to help keep us calmer and everything else too. So great methods and really some people are just like, I didn't know there was actual method to breathing. So thank you so much for, for truly sharing that with us. Um, we talked about your business, personal business, your um, ex experience, your, sorry, I'm, I'm actually having a brain fart here. Uh, master practitioner, basically. 
right? That's why I like to call you, but I was looking for the word of expert um, because truly you're a master at your game. You are. And that is why so many people are coming to you to, to learn the things that you do, um, not just in, in regards to the body work, but into their, their health and their, their overall self. So yeah. who are some of the, not names, but who are the type of people that you are helping out or people in the future that you also are bringing in to help? Great, great question, Trey. Yeah, I, you know, I used to think way back when I first started, you know, especially doing body work, like, oh, just see everybody. And as most people know, when you serve everybody, you don't really serve anybody. So as I've gotten better and better at kind of aligning with that ideal client, um, like that avatar of who, who do I love working with? And for me, it's like someone who's really willing and able and committed to making a change in their life. Someone who's got like a deeper need, like what, when I, you know, realized I was going to become a dad, it's like, I had a real need. If somebody stepped in at that moment and said, you know, I can help you, let's say make a hundred thousand dollars in a year. I, I wouldn't have believed them first of all, but I would have been, you know, if I had a relationship built with them, at least said, look, I can at least help you make a, a, a way more, like double what you're making in your business um, and do it sustainably without killing yourself. Um, you're going to have to work, but anything worth doing is worth working at. So um, I know for me, if I had somebody like that shining knight in, kind of in armor kind of thing at the time, I would have totally been at least interested. So I think when we don't state what we're here for, when we are not aligned with what we're here for, and then when we don't like actually put a stake in the ground and say, hey, like, this is what I'm here for. And I'm kind of like microphoning it out. That actually helps other people when we can get out of our own way and just say, this is actually about the vision. It's not about me anymore. Um, and I can just be the funnel for this information. Like I can't, I know with what I want to do and how many people I want to actually help and serve. I can't do it alone. Like right now I'm doing my own solopreneur thing with body work and, you know, I'm doing coaching on the side and I'm going to be building that as time goes on. I know I need to build with a team um, because I'm not great at everything. Like I'm great at a couple things. And so the people who I'm excited to work with are people who are, you know, healing arts practitioners, first and foremost, people who are helping other people who don't have control over like all of these habits that can actually help them build the momentum and help them build the clarity and help them stay on their game. I actually have ADHD and for years didn't realize that I had it up until literally about six months ago. Um, and when I found out and actually embraced it, it's like, wow, I actually have an advantage in certain kind of way. It's a disadvantage in some, but the advantage is like, I can see lots of opportunities. Now I've worked with a coach to actually help me get really focused and clear and targeted. So I like, I'm always learning from somebody else to be able to help them. And a lot, like I would easily say that 30 to 40% of entrepreneurs, especially in the coaching field, have ADHD or something like it where they have, they're trying to hold so many pieces together. Like, does that make any sense, right? <laughs> that sound familiar? Well, I was just sitting here like I have all these different thoughts going on right now. <laughs> exactly. It's like, ah, so really taking them and going, okay, there is a lot, but how do I actually put them into categories and then 
put it into your schedule. So one of the things that I have in, in my programs that I work with is like one of the, like the six M's, I call it like the, as M's for massage are the M is of management. And that's like time management, your energy management, um, the productivity of how you actually function on a daily basis. So goal setting is definitely part of it, but how do you actually, the rubber hitting the road, like how do you actually do the thing and make the uncomfortable actions that are gonna make a big difference? So people who are willing to invest their time and energy and their resources into making a difference for themselves and for their family and for their future, like those are the people I'm more aligned with. Like the people who are going to be like kind of like the can kickers are like, well, I'm not really sure. I'll just, you know, and there's always going to be a ton of those people in, in the world. And that's fine because they get something out of it. Um, but to align yourself with somebody who really wants to make a difference for other people um, but they just don't know how to do it really well. Like that's why it's worth working with a mentor who's been in their field of what they want to become a master at, you know, for, and they always say like, there's that 10,000, you know, hour mark where like the mastery I feel like begins. Um, and, you know, I've been lucky enough to be in my field for, you know, like approximately double that time, about 20,000 hours. I, I do about a thousand hours of body work a year, 20 years is pretty simple math. Um, so I feel like I'm just starting to get to a place where like, wow, I can actually really help somebody get to a much higher level of energy, vibrancy, focus. And the side effect is that they make more money. They're like if for me, the heart and of it is really like how you live your life in an abundant way. And then of course you make more money. It's just, it's like you're adding more value to the world. You make more money. It's just, you're funneling more energy through yourself, through your business. Awesome. And as we get ready to wrap up, I'm sitting here kind of checking over the, the chat. So just do a quick fire question. Uh, basically means a, a rapid answer. So do you do tapping? Um, not professionally, but I'm very aware of it. Okay. Uh, let me see. When you study ADHD, you will learn that they have very high IQs. Their problem is focus. Once they learn how to focus, they scale very high. So um, that being said, as we wrap up our time, because I, I know we're basically taking time away from, you know, basically your day, your clients, and uh, how can we best serve you first and foremost, uh, as in the Forge and Life podcast, um, through the communities or anything else, first and foremost. Well, thanks, Trey. Um, I just, I, first of all, I feel super honored to be able to be on the program, on the podcast. Um, I love seeing the work that you're doing in the world. And also, you know, it's like, we're, we're kind of like putting in a, like a rock of what we're into that vision and then the, the concentric ring is going out so the more that we can actually connect with other people who are want to live in a really vibrant way and be connected with other people who are like that and want to make a difference like when i'm lined up with those people it's like it's kind of like the old thing of like oh if you want to meet somebody go to the bar it's like it's a random crapshoot and now like people are realizing oh wow there's all these different groups of people who are aligned so it's like as we're narrowing that scope we're also fine-tuning the people who we're naturally drawn towards and who we want to like spend time with that's like our time is limited in the world so it's that time so i just um you know of course if anybody in your orbit is is in the healing arts 
uh, world and they're really wanting to scale their lives and have more energy and have more focus um, and live their lives really sustainably and and make more money in their in their business as a healing arts practitioner like that's totally my jam that's what I love helping people with um, so what I often offer um, and what I love to offer your community is you know I could send a link to to my my calendly as well and so people could sign up and I typically would uh, spend about 30 to 45 minutes with somebody just as just a like an interest hey tell me about your business tell me about you where do you see yourself like where are you at now where would you like to go and see if I could help you along that way and see what that could look like um, I work with people one-on-one -on -one. I'm, I'm planning on building a, a group um, as well to work in a, a group coaching context as well but um, for right now it's been one-on-one -on -one and um, it's, it's been a lot of fun to help people build that and to see like kind of when you're investing in something I my like big golden rule is I want to be able to at least 10 times your investment. So if you know someone spends $10 with you, they should be able to make $100 over their, you know, their their career of typically that's 20 to 30 years, you know. So if you're going to invest your time and energy and money with somebody, you should at least be able to 10x your investment. But that, that to me is a great return on investment. And often it's way way beyond that. So um, and where, yes. can, where can somebody go to be able to, to speak with you offline? Uh, is there a website or email or phone number or anything else that we can go to? So um, on my, my personal profile on Facebook, uh, which is, it's, you know, facebook.com and then it's slash Sonoran Coyote, because that's, of course, my connection to nature, um, spirit, animal, being coyote. So Sonoran Coyote. And then also my Instagram is aligned to the number two, Thrive, aligned to Thrive. Uh, those are two places. Um, and if you're aligned with Trey, he's definitely friends of mine. So you can see through his personal profile. Um, and then um, also my email is alphaheartcoaching at gmail.com. Awesome. And when I go back through here after we end the live stream, I'll, I, I didn't tag you in the, the description. I'll make sure that you're tagged there. So for those that are hanging out on Facebook group, if you're not linked up with Dan, please make sure you go and follow him. Uh, every, was it like Thursdays? I think you do like uh, self-care Thursdays. Yep. Self-care Thursdays. So he does a lot of stuff just getting this information out. And can you make every single one? Maybe you can, but I, I'll be honest with you, I can't. But anytime I see that, hey, Dan is live, I try to get on if I'm not too busy. So uh, just because it's a great information. He talks about anything from health products, like natural health products to boost your immune system, to boost your energy. Uh, you talked about cinnamon and you know, all these other different things that are going on. I won't jump into it. The big thing that I'm getting across is you guys need to go follow Dan. And who knows, maybe you guys will catch him more either on a, another episode or maybe in the future with uh, the membership group or even potentially a mastermind. Who knows? We'll leave that open. So um, any parting words uh, for those that are currently listening or will be listening? Yeah. Um... I always feel like you are just really one breath away from 
your next level of growth. Like abundance is right next to you. If you feel like you're really in that lack thereof mindset, or I'm not feeling well, I'm having a really bummed out moment or day or year, there's a way to get to that next level. And um, working with somebody, uh, whether it's in a group coaching program, it's one-on-one, -on -one, it's friend, it's somebody who's been there before can actually help you just elevate. And that's what a lot of us are just here for other people is to help elevate other people. Cause I've been way in the trenches before a good number of times and other people were there to help elevate me. And that's what I'm here to do now. So awesome. thank you Ray, so much for having me. This has been awesome. Thank you so much for the, the closing remarks. For those that uh, are listening to the podcast, make sure you check out the show notes down below. So that way you can actually jump over. Uh, we will have all of that in the show notes to be able to follow up with Dan. And uh, if you're hanging out with us on Facebook, please hit the share button because you never know whose life you can change just by hitting that quick little share button to let somebody else know. Because maybe you don't need the information, but that one person, maybe there's that one person that you're connected with and you changed their life. So first and foremost, thank you guys for hanging out with us. I see my dad jumped on. Um, Frank's been, been on, said what a great podcast. So thank you, Frank. Uh, Michelle has been hanging out with us and uh, Diane, Nancy, and uh, I think I did say Frank. I know I said Frank. Oh, I missed my sister. Uh, Carol was hanging out with us. It's hard to keep track of everybody here. So, But thank you guys for hanging out with us. That being said, if you're, once again, hanging out on the podcast, jump over to the Forging Life uh, podcast group. You'll be able to catch some of these lives. You'll be able to interact with some of our guest speakers. And if you this is the first time you've heard us, uh, make sure that you go and rate, subscribe. And every first, actually, we kind of changed it because of summer, but uh, the first Thursday of every single month as of right now, we're jumping in back into um, the guest monthly wrap up where we bring all the guests from the previous month back on for a live Zoom meeting. We hang out together, we talk, we collaborate and share a little bit and answer any questions you guys might have. So if you're hearing this uh, via audio instead of live, this is your opportunity to jump back on, hang out with Dan and many of the others that will be uh, there with us. So. Dan, Desmond, thank you so much for being with us tonight or today. And uh, as always, you guys live intentionally. And as always, make the rest of your day the best of your day. Before we jump into today's episode on the Forging Life podcast, I want to give a shout out to today's sponsor, Kenny Page at K Page Productions, who has helped recreate the Forging Life logo and he actually is offering our listeners 10% discount to create or recreate your logo, business cards, and so much uh, many different other offers out there. Uh, you can get a clothing line, tags, and a few other things there too. So make sure head over to uh, Kennedy Page, uh, who his information is in the show notes. Take advantage of the 10% discount and make sure you get yourself looking nice and professional. So thank you, Kennedy. And now let's jump into today's episode.
thank you for taking the time and listening to this podcast. If you're enjoying the Forging Life podcast, I ask you this. Take a moment and head over and rate this podcast. If you're listening to it on iTunes, Spotify, or whatever platform you enjoy the most, please just take a moment. So that way it will help get this episode or episodes into the ears of somebody else. And if you would like to join the discussion, make sure you head over to the Facebook page, Forging Life Podcast, and join us there. Thank you.